Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, boomerangs. Hi everyone, this is Mike and welcome back. You know, there really is a war for talent going on today. Demographics are in many ways working against us, reducing the labor pool as well as changing the nature of work and the relationships employees have with their employers. Frankly, it's harder than ever and will keep getting harder to find and hire caliber associates. One effective technique is hiring former employees or boomerangs. 20 or 30 years ago, it was unheard of. The reasons then seem to make sense, but now, hmm, well, this cast will tell you what to do with boomerangs. Before we go on, though, one quick point. Ollie, one of our listeners and recent conference attendees, has been so gracious as to arrange a San Francisco Bay Area Manager Tools meetup. The meetup will be at the Pyramid L House, located at 901 Gilman Street in Berkeley, California, at 5.30 p.m. on Thursday, July 31st, 2008. These are always a blast, so if you're in the area, I hope you can make it. And as I'm visiting family in the area, I'm looking forward to meeting folks there. More details are available in the Manager Tools forums, www.managertools.com forward slash forums. Hope to see you there. All right, with that, on with the show. Twenty or thirty years ago, boomerangs didn't exist, and I know everybody's going like, "What's a boomerang?" Yeah, that sounds funny, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, frankly, when you think about boomerangs as we define them, right, um, they still don't exist. <laughs> At least in the minds of of today's potential hiring manager, right. Um, the manager today, I, I think, though, it's fair to say that the manager today who won't consider hiring someone who used to work at his or her firm would probably cite the same reasons, <laughs> right or wrong, um, as the managers who wouldn't do it 20 to 30 years ago. And the reason, I mean, you, you can dance all around it, but, but at heart, it's an emotional response. It's a, it's a hurt feelings response. And, and, and the, the, the nuclear word to apply to it is treason, yeah, right? Yeah. And it, it sounds absolutely horrible when you say it that way, but it's, you know, in, in my experience, it's pretty, it's pretty darn accurate. Yeah, really, treason, I mean, treason's, you're right, it does sound too much, but treason is just a crime against the government, right? And right. the government is the big firm that you're at. <laughs> um, and, you know, even today, still, in many places, leaving your employer is perceived that way. Even though companies, you know, managers act as if, well, layoffs are layoffs. You know, we made a mistake. It's you, you just have to tolerate that. That's the nature of, uh, capitalism and, and uh, the free society that sometimes we make a mistake and so people get laid off. And then those same managers who say that act hurt when somebody leaves the company because of at will employment, right? Um, it, but. But that concept of treason that, oh my gosh, you're, you're a bad person. You've done something unethical when you leave. Um, and, and to be fair, we're separating out those people who walk in one day and say, I quit and tech with you. That, that's, it may not be treason, but that's, in our opinions, an unprofessional way to behave. Um, but those managers who say it's treason and react negatively, um, 
basically, that's a very much less tenable position today than it was 20 or 30 years ago. Um, and part of that is the change in demographics, the change in technology, making work more virtual, you, you know, making virtual work possible, quite frankly. Um, and, and quite frankly, the combination of demographics and technology shifting power, at least to some degree, not completely, folks, but to some degree, shifting power towards the individual and away from organizations. Although, you know, in 30 or 40 years, that's going to shift back. So let's not assume that the old economy is dead and this is the new economy. There are changes and, and things have shifted, but it's not night and day and it's not overnight. And it will come back. The pendulum always swings back. Right. So. And, and, and there's been all these change, uh, changes and shifts in demographics and technology. Um, yet managers still behave the same way they did 20 to 30 years ago. So yes. those who recognize it and behave differently, and we're going to talk about what those behaviors are today, really have a competitive advantage when it comes exactly. to Exactly. That's to exactly what this cast is about, is a competitive advantage, um, which happens to be a slow adjustment to the new world, but but it's a competitive advantage. There's no question about it. Good. Okay, so enough background. So what <laughs> talking about behavior, what do we recommend managers do? Yeah, okay. Seven steps this time for boomerang success, let's say. Um uh, number 1, we're going to we, we, just, you know, brief history and background. 2, don't wait until your people leave to start the thinking about boomerangs. 3, conduct a respectful parting. This will be hard for a lot of managers. Yes. Number four, specifically request to stay in touch. It's not just a throwaway line. Number five, then actually, big surprise, stay in touch. (laughs) Number six, think boomerangs first when an opening occurs. And last, number seven, conduct a normal hiring process. Good. Now, now we've already chatted about the history a bit, uh, but for those that try to join the cast once we lay out the agenda, which a few people do, give us give us a few sentences of brief history and background here. Yeah, um, let's, I'll try to be brief, which you know means <laughs> means <laughs> yeah. a small yeah. small essay. I, right? think there, I think there's a few thousand people rolling their eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> Boomerang is a term used to describe hiring someone back into your firm who previously worked there. And, and is now coming back. Pretty easy to see why they're called boomerangs. Duh. The reason the term didn't exist 15 years ago was that if it ever did happen, it was rare enough not to need its own terminology. In fact, probably say, how did you ever come back? What happened to you? Um, companies didn't hire former employees in any notable numbers, if at all, back then, because A, they didn't need to because they were thought to have the upper hand in virtually all cases regarding hiring. And B, it was considered treasonous, there's that word again, to leave the firm firm you were with. Um, 20 years ago, even if a manager knew the best person for the job was a former associate, and you could hire them, there were plenty of folks, HR, senior management, included, who would say no to the idea for all kinds of reasons, underlying Treason, frankly. (laughs) Um, But to be fair, let's not even put it on HR or even senior management. There are plenty of regular old managers, and as we alluded to, there are still those today, um, who wouldn't have dreamed of hiring somebody who had left for all those very same reasons. Um, The manager herself was the one who most likely suffered at the potential boomerang's departure. And so they didn't see a person as a potential boomerang. They saw them as as a traitor. 
Um, and hurt feelings definitely played a role back then. And so therefore it was more rare, uh, exceptionally rare actually. And, and now it's becoming less and less rare to the point where now we have a term for it. Boomerang. Good. Okay. And let's not overdo the history here. Yeah. That, that's uh, a pretty high level. I don't, yeah, I, I can I talk for so. hours if I, if you want me to, um, uh, actually, I, I might want you to, but I, I know we have a lot of managers out there who have stuff to do today. I so, will let you be the voice of the manager. <laughs> there you go. So let's talk about step two then, which is don't wait until they leave. Yeah. Um, look, this cast is not designed to make you, as a manager, into a retention machine. Oh, yeah, we think you should be. hate that word, should. Um But this cast is not designed to do that. We're talking about one technique you can use to help you and your firm fill openings that for many managers is is sort of a, a scotoma, a blind spot for you. And we want you to get rid of that blind spot and then give you a process to get you there. Um but having said that, you know, we're not, we're not going to try to get you to keep everybody. That's a different set of casts, maybe like a hundred of them. Right. There, there's a caveat here. And, and, and the caveat is simple. Boomerangs can't exist. The very definition of boomerang is it has to go away before it comes back. So a boomerang can't exist until they leave the company, right? The problem with that is if you only start thinking about getting them back once they leave, you're hurting your chances greatly because let's admit it. Everything you do once you, they tell you they're going to leave is going to at least partly be considered too little, too late for most people. Right. Yeah. If you were good or a great boss, even they're going to say, darn, why didn't they do this before? Did I have, did I have to leave for him to appreciate me? (laughs) Maybe he's not so great after all. Right. Right. And and if you're a bad boss, they're, they're already going to be thinking, yeah, sure, buddy. (laughs) Sure. Like I want to stick around all of a sudden because you're being nice to me now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. So look, since we're not going to turn this into a retention cast, let's just leave it at this. Get connected to all of your directs now so that if they do leave, you'll be able to maintain the connection rather than have to suddenly make it under more difficult circumstances. And and so what we're saying here is not, again, not, not try to retain everybody. We're trying to create a tether, an electronic or a communications or a connection tether. And the best way we know to do this um, now is with one of the social networking sites and for now, the best one by far for a situation like this, um, at least in the U.S. and to a good degree in Europe as well, is LinkedIn. I suspect many, many, many managers are out there saying, oops, because in their LinkedIn connections, they have left out all of their directs in their connections. <laughs> yeah. Right? LinkedIn is an external <laughs> thing, right? You forget. Now, if one of your buddies comes to your company, lucky you, then, then I've actually had managers say, well, I got rid of him because he's at the company. No, don't, you know, don't take him out of LinkedIn just because he's at your company. Yeah. That, um, that didn't make But then sense. you've also got to build your, your base, which is fill your LinkedIn connections with your directs. Yep. I, I think you're right on. I, I've, I've, I failed in that regard as well. So do we, do we even have each other? I mean, I think we do. No, no, I, I actually don't think you're yeah, that's that is hilarious. Although I know how to get a hold of you. Um, yeah, we we do have like thirty different thousand ways to get a hold of each other, but we're not even connected, are we? 
Yeah, that that that's silly. <laughs> so we ought to do that. We ought to probably ought to do that today. Yeah, just just so we're eating our own dog food. If 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 it was actually possible, unfortunately, bandwidth and podcasts is such that if I could do two things at once, I would. I would say, okay, by the end of the cast, I did it. But I am not going to dream of putting oh, my hand in my dude. mouse. I've never done I, that before I, in a podcast, and I'm afraid that if I did it, I would wander off in a Never Never Land. So oh no, it'd be even better. It'd be even. I just that would be so cool if you did that because then I could give you crap about yeah. doing. <laughs> computer email kind of stuff while you're talking yeah. to me on the phone yeah M- mr mr non-multitasker mr one thing at a time mr focus mr strategy nope not so much wandering yeah. around the web at linkedin while we're on a podcast anyway yeah that'd be good yeah so you just go do that and right. let me know that you've done it <laughs> <laughs> all right so <laughs> enough of this uh how about on to our third recommendation which is conduct a respectful parting yeah i i know that most managers think they do this but to tell you the truth, and, and, and we're not suggesting it's 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 easy. A- actually, no, let me put it differently. It actually is easy, but we certainly understand the rationale why managers miss this, the hurt feelings and so on. Most managers will tell us, oh, sure, we're respectful, um, but they're meaning it in only the most broad and, and, and small at the same time ways. Um, my sense of things is that's not, or respectful parting is not how most directs would characterize how managers treat them as people and as future former associates. Um, if I had to describe what I see from managers when one of their directs announced a departure, it's, it's benign, if that, but very clear neglect. Suddenly, it's hard for the bar- departing associate to, to get time on the boss's calendar. I see that all the time. Uh, the boss is polite, but there's a distance, which to me is a real killer, a real killer. It's just as if, you know, I was close to you only because you work for me. Now, I can be polite like I would to a stranger, but as as the saying goes, you're dead to me. Right. Um, it's, the, the, it's the talk to the hand approach. Exactly. Yeah, I don't even know. I wouldn't say talk to the hand, but it but it's very much, I'm going to be polite and so on, but you're going to see a different look on my face. The boss attempts to shorten almost all conversations with the departing direct. There's no encouragement about the new place the direct is going to, which, again, is a slap in the face, in my opinion. This person had intellect, had um, ethics before. They've made a choice. You have to assume they made a good choice for them based on their situation. A month ago, we cared about their life, and now it's pretty clear we don't. You know, I have to say behavior like this is it really gives a lie to all the efforts in the past to build a relationship with somebody. Um, and, and there's a cast to be made that sends this message to everyone else that those one on ones and interest in them and artificial. In other words, the other directs that you have seeing you coolly, benignly neglect someone the moment they announce their departure basically says, I'm building my relationship with you because you're a tool. You're a pair of hands that help me get where I need to go. Um, and um, it's about the formality of working with you rather than caring about who you are. Uh, and that is not the reason for one-on-ones. The reason for one-on-ones is to develop a professional relationship. And professional relationships go beyond your role and my role. Um, now, look. Managers, we respect the fact that you have hurt feelings and there's stuff to worry about, but you may not mean to send this message, but I don't think anyone can argue that some will take from your coolness, um, from the cold shoulder, if you will, 
that most managers do throw at their direct, so to speak, that there is something less great about a relationship with a manager than it could be um, based on your response to, to somebody leaving. So, Yeah, so we're, we're suggesting folks think a little bit ahead of time and change their approach to those who are departing. Yeah. Because we know right now that the, the standard approach that folks are taking today isn't terribly smart. Yeah, it's not smart. I mean, he, for, to heck with the fact that it's just not... You know, it, it, it's it's uncaring. It's 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 uh, well, it's it's, just, it, it's not effective. I mean, that's, yeah, it's it, separate from the fact that it's calculating, right? It's it's just not effective. It's not smart in the long run. Um, you're indulging your personal preference for hurt feelings and for closing the door on somebody. Um, you're indulging that at the expense of what could be a fruitful and valuable long term relationship. Um, don't overdo the hurt feelings. Don't, don't live in the hurt feelings. You can feel hurt and then ask yourself, okay, here's where I am now. Uh, contextually speaking, what's the best way to behave? There's no sense in acting hurt or cutting people off. It totally goes against logic other than when you have power, you can cut them off, so to speak. Once they're leaving, the focus ought to be what's the most effective way to behave now in this situation. There's nothing good that comes from you cutting them out of your managerial life or in any way changing from respectful, friendly, professional approach to working with them. Totally agree. Okay, so so what specific things can managers do in this regard? Yeah, well, okay, it, it, pretty. This is pretty straightforward, but we've already covered our first recommendation: no anger. Hopefully, we've been clear about that. Golly, I mean, it's okay to feel anger in the workplace. Everybody does, and most people do at least once a week, if not every day. It's not okay to express anger. When we say no anger, we mean no anger expressed. Um, number two is don't denigrate, don't gossip. Are you kidding me? I mean, you, you, you think that actually maybe that that might get back to them at some point? Because I, what I always assumed is that the only person that the director who's leaving is talking to is me. I mean, because they're getting all their information from me. I'm the source of all that is good in their life and, <laughs> and in their workplace. And so they're probably not going to hear anything that I might say to others. Yeah. You say I'm wrong? Yeah. I think pretty much, yeah. Okay. There are no secrets. You start denigrating or gossiping, it'll get around to people. You know, we, we teach at the conferences that uh, there's a particular um, uh, feedback scenario, role play, where a bunch of directs are doing poorly and one is doing good, and you choose to give positive feedback to the one who's doing a good job. You don't say, hey, everybody else stinks, but you did good. Because they are, any direct will know that sooner or later they're going to be on the other end of that seesaw, of that teeter-totter, and that won't feel good. Um, yeah, pretty simple. We see, And yet, yet we see managers do this. Um, they're polite to the person who's leaving. Privately, they go to everybody else and say, can you believe that jerk? Uh, it makes no sense relative to a manager who has been working at maintaining a professional relationship with the direct to suddenly treat them poorly. Unless that, unless all that happened before was an artifice that was artificial designed to get good work out of people. And we don't recommend one-on-ones just to get good work out of people. We believe it's the right thing to do. Now, if you're, if you're not a manager tools manager, then fine. I get, you could do all that stuff. But you could also choose a more effective path in light of the situation you are in now. Yes. Okay, good. Next step at parting, in terms of respectful partings, is to learn more and to help out. 
Look, we, we know it's tempting to immediately start solving your new set of problems that the departure is causing. And we don't deny that you do have a new set of problems. What will I do with this workload? How does this, how does this affect her next week's presentation? How will my retention numbers change? Because I'm on the hook for those. What will my boss say to me? You, you fool. How, how can you be surprised? Um, how does it look that I got surprised? Should I counteroffer? How much of her work will I have to be doing all of a sudden? Man, I didn't know you could read my mind. I, I've had those thoughts <laughs> a lot. Of, a lot. Me too. Wow, you're good. Look, it's, it's totally okay to have those for a moment. And then it's time to focus on the departing associate. Um, and, and before I start listing questions, remember that these are all listed under the rubric, the heading of conduct a respectful parting. So things like, where are they going? What are they going to do? Will they move? What's their timing? What do they mean? What do they need from me to make the move less painful? How can you help? Do they need help moving? Are there admin things here they need help with around expenses or benefits or vacation or PTO time? Is there someone you know that could be a point of contact in their new location if they're moving? Yeah, I, I, my guess is that we're we we've just surprised a bunch of our listeners. And you know in, what? In the sense yeah, that we're actually trying to okay. help I people. Think, leave. I think the change in the work workforce, the, the 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 overarching theme of management in the world today is being about role power, which we don't believe. Role power is something that you get, but relationship power and expertise power can be far more powerful in the long run. We just believe a fundamentally different principle. We believe management is is an an ethical job that can appeal to it's an aspirational thing it can appeal to the best in you some people have chosen to have it appeal to the lowest in them but um, we may never change those folks but um, we believe that management can be something that's powerful that can change the world um, manager tools managers have good relationships with their directs if you're a manager tools manager we care period um these are the things, those things I just mentioned, those questions I just asked, those are the things that caring people do. Caring is a state of mind or even a state of heart, if you want to, want to say that. But manager tools isn't so much about just a state of mind as it is a state, a series of states of doing. Can you really claim to care about others if you don't um, do any caring things for them when they are going through a big life change? I, I don't think so. Um, but there's, there's more value to all of this besides it just being the right and ethical and even, okay, fine. The manager thing is the way to do it. The manager tool is the way to do it. First, being respectful increases the chances that a departing associate will be far more likely to step up and handle their exit well around job responsibilities. If that needs to be your motivation, while well, we would argue it's secondary, fine. Use that as motivation to treat people with respect and dignity when they choose to, to leave. Um, remember, you're about to ask them to conduct an effective transition, and there's a lot to do there. I, I, I'm pretty sure we have a detailed cast on it, and it's not trivial what you're going to ask. Second, remember, this cast is about boomerangs. The better you behave now, the more likely you are to have an effective relationship once they're gone, which increases the chances that they will be willing to consider the role of a boomerang, that said, to come back um, once that opportunity presents itself to you and to them. 
Yeah, and if you don't have a good relationship once they're gone, that boomerang is unlikely ever to come back to you. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah, okay. So next, next you said was specifically requests communication. What do you specifically? What, yeah, I, I think most people ask for communication. But what do you mean by specifically? Right, right. It's an easy step, but you're, but but actually, lots of managers miss this, even while they're saying, "No, no, 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 I got it." Look, we we know that all of you say, "Hey, great working together. Stay in touch." That's nice. We've done it ourselves, but you might as well be saying "fine." After someone has asked how you are in passing, right? How are you this morning? Fine. Okay. It means nothing. Okay. There's no depth to it at all. What we're suggesting is that after you have your initial meeting in a separate meeting with the direct, with only one agenda item on it, you specifically ask to stay in touch with your departing direct. Yeah, it's so easy for this message to be seen as standard as just what everyone has to say, right? right? It, yeah, you, you, I mean, it, it's as if you bump into somebody and you have to say, well, excuse me, right? I mean, you, well, right, it's just exactly. a given. You just have to do it. You don't really mean it, right? It's just etiquette that you say, right. please and thank it's you. It's a reflexive response. It's as if somebody tapped you on the, the knee with a hammer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then Good. you kicked him in the jaw. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, you're right. And so we recommend you work your message to them around four key ideas. Okay. And the ideas in this meeting are, I believe in the value of good relationships. Number two, I respect you. Number three, you've done good work here. Four, I want to stay in touch with you. Right. Clear and simple. And you're suggesting that people actually say those words. Yeah, you can right? say those words. No, I'm not suggesting you say them exactly in that order, one, two, three, four. I think you, you say those sentences and add a little bit extra that shows that you're actually talking to a real person that you have a real relationship with and a real history and maybe mention some things that prove those things to be true. Right. You, you probably don't even need to number them, right? Yeah, maybe leave the numbers out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and if you, you know, if you're a premium member and you've got our show notes in front of you, you may not want to be reading the show notes at that moment in the meeting. I mean, what, what is that old joke about? If you can fake sincerity, you've got it made. Good point. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't think I, yeah, you probably would have. <laughs> Look, if you don't feel comfortable about any one of those four tenets, I believe in the value of good relationships. If you don't believe in that, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't be listening, but whatever. Number two, I respect you. Number three, you've done good work here. Number four, I want to stay in touch with you. If you don't believe any of those things, those four things are necessary and sufficient. If you don't believe in those four, you ought to pause, all four, you ought to pause before having the conversation. Now, look, I, I suppose there are managers out there, again, who don't respect any of the directs because they're directs. I mean, I have people tell me that in a manner of speaking all the time. Well, you know, they should do what I want them to do because I want them to do it. Um, but then I secretly hope that um, a lot of those managers are listening or, quite frankly, they probably aren't. Um, anyway, this is not a long meeting. It's short, it's simple, it's designed to leave a clear message about the power of extending the relationship. Yeah, to, to actually extend the relationship, which which means you actually have to stay in touch. Right. Like actually, actually stay in touch, like communicate with them. Yes. Um, and I think we, we have a shorthand for that, which we call Control-Shift-K. Yeah, we do. We've already had a cast about this. It's the easiest step in this cast of all. In Outlook, the way you stay in touch with somebody, it's Control-Shift-K, which brings up a task. You type in stay in touch with... 
Mike Ozan, and then you write, then you, you, you hit control G, which is recurrence, uh, recurring task, and you tell Outlook to remind you every two months, every three months, every four months, every five months, whatever. Different systems have different sor- shortcuts. Uh, regardless, staying in touch is not only for former fraternity and sorority presence or salespeople. <laughs> it's just a recurring task in your life. It's not hard. It's not a big deal. And you can forget about it between phone calls or emails, which, by the way, all those fraternity presidents do, too. You simply make this a small thing done on a regular basis. And as Mother Teresa has taught us, none of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. If there was ever a case, in my mind, for the tortoise beating the hare, right? Slow and steady wins the race. Uh, control shift K is it. It's basically a, a similar, similar to taking life one day at a time. Stay within your circle of influence. Don't get tangled up in your circle of concern. And I hate to say it, but for you Americans who have ever seen an infomercial, it's like Ron Papil saying, set it and forget it, which is really lame in the show, but apparently I remember it, so that must be good advertising. Okay, but also actually sending the mail or making the phone call when the reminder comes up is uh, worth considering. <laughs> yeah. I th- okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't want to remind yourself repeatedly and not do it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know anybody who does that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> what about Think Boomerangs first? What's that all about? Okay. Yeah. Now our focus shifts a bit. Now they've left, right? You've lost someone. They've left. You've stayed in touch. Uh, you've stayed in touch and now you have an opening. The whole point of a boomerang cast is about filling a future opening with somebody who used to work for you. Okay. You're thinking about possible ways to fill your opening. And our recommendation here is you think boomerangs first. I guess a natural correlate to this obviously is contacting them first as well. Duh. Okay, but our point here is to include them in your canvassing of possible options. You don't just pick up the phone and call a recruiter. Um, you do that, but perhaps after you think of your boomerangs, the people in your network, the people you're linked into or plaxoed to or whatever system you use. Okay, um, Zing, if that's the one that works in um, in, uh, in Germany or in Europe. Um, here's the crux of it. Not only are they, in many cases, easier to hire. I mean, didn't they already pass screening from your firm? Um, you want to be able to say to them, I thought of you first. They are the only group that you are canvassing that saying, I thought of you first makes sense to and gives you value. To be clear... We have to say we're not suggesting that this is six months later. Remember, we're not suggesting that it's only been six months. They've left you, right? And now you're trying to hire them back into the same role they left. I, uh, <laughs> I suppose that's possible, um, but it's probably only likely if their new situation turned out to be horrible. And by the way, staying in touch with them and treating them well in that situation is not such a bad thing either. They might feel like they have a way to get back and slink in under the wire and say, gee, what a terrible mistake I made. What we're thinking about here is it's maybe a year or two or even five years later. And it's likely that you are in a different role. And the role you need them for is broader and bigger and better than they were when you lost them. 
That's a great point. That's a great point. I, I, I think we often don't think about that yeah. enough. Is, yeah, you're growing. They're growing. You're growing. You're going to have something different right. to offer them sometime in the future. Good. Okay. And then we have one more recommendation, which is conduct a normal interviewing process. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's people miss this one. Boy. Now, notice we didn't say hiring process. Sometimes the admin about getting a boomerang hired is a little easier with your company, though we don't recommend you communicating that to them. What we're saying here is that interviewing someone is important not just because they prove that they can do this new job, if it's a new job, that you're considering them for. If you think that, if you only assume that interviewing is about them proving it to you, um, you're likely to assume they can based on past experience. And you'll make the decision process easier. But tough professional interviewing does something important for the candidate as well. It helps internal personnel you already have working for you bless their hiring as being valid. In other words, they jump over the high bar that everybody feels protects them from low performers. Good point. You know, you you may have enough power to just bring somebody in, and and maybe you choose to 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 use it, but you're just making that step of hiring easier. Their acculturation, if you just bring them in, will actually be harder directly because you made the hiring easier. They're going to have to go over the hurdle sometimes. You might as well put the hurdle out front. Um, take the time, put them through a full interview process. It will totally pay dividends later. Yeah. I see there might be a little bit of problem here because do you think they might be assuming that they're going to be treated differently when they get in? Oh, sure. Yeah, you're right. I mean, let me me put it this way. They often assume that it's going to be a snap to get hired. So not only do we recommend having a normal process, we also recommend communicating to them in advance both that will be normal process and the reason for that, which is internal validation with your staff and coworkers and so on, talk to them about making their start easier, not making their hiring easier, because then you could say, look, I know you're going to get hired. I'm not worried about that. Hopefully, I'm worried that once you get hired, the start is easier rather than the process in front of it. That's great. Cool. Uh, dude, I think that about wraps this up today. Yeah, that's that's all seven. I, I do want to add one more thing I've been thinking about as, as I've added a little bit to this cast. I, I think you know th- this cast clearly is about boomerangs, getting someone back you've lost. It makes a lot of sense to behave following these steps with that end in mind. But what we're recommending here works even if you yourself have moved somewhere else. This process works to help you build your bench of talent. And perhaps, most importantly, and why we recommend it to begin with anyway, because this is manager tools, it's the right and ethical and professional way to behave. You're a manager. Behave like one, a good one, and follow this process no matter what, and it will pay dividends not because you did it this way or because you did it this way, but let's put, let's do the right thing because we're doing the right thing. Not because we get some benefit out of it later. Well said. Awesome. So the seven steps again, briefly, uh, we gave you a brief history and background. Hopefully that was helpful. Um, don't wait until people leave, get linked to them. Now get a connection to them. Now conduct that respectful parting. I mean, don't get angry. Don't gossip and so on. Ask what they need. 
right? Ask for, ask what help you can provide, even as you're thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Specifically, separate meeting, request to stay in touch with them and tell them why. Um, then actually stay in touch. And then when the opening comes up after that, that gulf in between, after they're gone, think about them first. So you can tell them you thought about them first. Um, and it may save you a lot of angst in the hiring process. And lastly, take them through a normal hiring process, not because you want to put them through pain, but because the pain will happen up front and the, the starting process will actually be that much easier because your team will welcome them. And that's it. Great. Awesome. Dude, I, I enjoyed this one. Thanks. Good. I'm glad. All right, man. Thanks, partner. We'll see you later. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. If you made it this far, <laughs> I hope you found that useful. Also, as a reminder, we still have some openings at our September 9th through 10th Effective Communications Conference in San Antonio, Texas. If you're interested in learning the best in effective communications, we hope to see you there. Details, as always, are on the website, www.managertools.com. So, with that, we'll see you all next week. Have a great one. So long.